and want to go ahead and jump into the Word of God with you here um, this morning slash afternoon. For those who are joining us, wherever you're at, uh, one more time, welcome to Walk Church today. And we're in a series that we've titled The Parable Collection. And so there's this collection of parables that Jesus preached in his life um, that are recorded for us primarily in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And then John is a little bit unique in some of the different things, but the, the majority of the parables that Jesus preached are found in those three Gospels. It's like the Gospel of John is Jesus just living them all in, in, in action. And so I love the Word of God, and I love looking at these different parables together. Uh, what, what's been unique for me is just realizing how many different parables there are in the New Testament that are uncovered for us in these Gospels. So we've been picking them out week by week, and just trying to go through as many as we can. I think that we might have to just do a part two of this series at some point, because there's yeah. so many good ones. Um, and so last week, we talked about, does anybody remember the title of the sermon last week? Just a quick pop quiz. You don't have to remember it. Maybe your first time is here, but it was, God can do a lot with a little. Amen? God can do a lot with a little. We were looking at seeds, specifically the parable of the mustard seed and how that seed is known as the least of all the seeds in Israel. Uh, Jesus chooses to illustrate the kingdom of God by taking the, the least of all the seeds and saying this could become the potential in this seed if it's planted right and in the right environment, in the right soil, could grow and be a huge tree. So we talked about three things. Start small, grow big, and then bless others. God doesn't want to just grow you to grow you. He wants to grow you to bless the people that are in your life for his glory. And so we were talking about that, and it inspired me to keep leaning into the seeds conversation, to keep looking at the parables. And I realized Jesus has a bunch of parables on germination and seed planting and farming and botanists have to love this side of Jesus. Amen? And so I want us to look at a different parable today about the sower, the seed, and the soil uh, found in Matthew chapter 13. So if you have a Bible, come on, open it up, log on, scroll with me. We're going to be in Matthew 13 uh, here today. If you need a Bible, put your hand in the air. We would love to walk you in down um, and bring you a copy of God's Word. Okay, are you there? Okay, two people. If you're there, say, I'm there. There, present. I like it. If you need more time, say, hold up. Okay, all right, all right, do what you do. Come on. Matthew 13, we're in verse number one. If you're ready, say ready. ready. Come on, if you're hungry, say let's eat. let's eat. Come on, man doesn't live off bread alone, but every word that comes from God. We're eating today from the word. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And a great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables. I love that really quick, just to kind of set the stage, the setting. I'm a, a Bible reader who, who likes to visualize the text. And what a great moment, right? We're about halfway through the Gospel of Matthew. In other words, Jesus has been doing all types of activity up to this point. He's been healing. He's been speaking. He's been, he's been preaching. He's been touching people's lives and turning it upside down. Miracle moments. So many people are following. He's multiplied the bread, right? So Jesus goes out of the house, sat beside the sea. Great crowds are coming up to him. So much so, Jesus gets into a boat 
and sits down and says, I got a word for you. Isn't that a cool moment? Like imagine Jesus in the boat at the shore and so many people are around and Jesus goes, I, it's about to be story time with King Jesus. He's not in a rush and he's got a message. Let's hear it. Ready? He says many things in parables. What is a parable? Uh, A parable is a short form story that exists to communicate a spiritual, what we would call a kingdom principle from the Savior. It's used to illustrate, it's an illustration, trying to teach a lesson. It's a short story, sometimes fictitious, but not always. Jesus will talk about birds, seeds, the ground. He'll use a a story of a father and a son, a story of a Samaritan, right? We're, We're looking at these different stories to illustrate a spiritual, moral, religious, kingdom principle, all right? Jesus is, he's preaching these parables. Let's look at it. Verse three, it says, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell along the rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil. Come on, everybody say good soil. soil. Looking at good soil here, produced grain, some a hundred fold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. Uh, One of the reasons why I think it's such a powerful prayer to just say, Lord, help me to hear you. Lord, remove the distraction. Jesus says, if you got ears, hear. Listen to what I'm saying. I hope that's the case for all of us uh, in person and online today. Or maybe you might be watching this later. and Ask the Lord to help you hear this, catch this. What's neat about the, the parables and in Matthew 13 is you find that the disciples are able to get away with Jesus. The 12 disciples are able to kind of find some downtime with Jesus, and they basically say, hey, what are you talking about? You're talking about sowing seeds, and what's the point of the message? And praise God, Jesus kind of gives them some VIP treatment, right? Like, all right, let me break it down for y'all. We have that in our Bibles, right? Come on, let's look at verse 18. Jumping ahead here. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. Next, he says, as for what was sown on rocky ground, well, this is the one who hears the word, immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately the text says he falls away. Verse 22, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world. And I love this phrase right here, the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. This, I think too often people can hear the word and then get, get deceived by something else. And it was really the word that was the thing for them. The, the deceitfulness of the riches choked the word and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. 
He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty. This is the, the word of the Lord here. And Jesus is putting on display the, the parable of the, the seed, the sower, and the soil, all in this one parable. And I think that there's some, some spiritual truths um, that we can wring out of this and apply in our own lives. What I don't want us to do is read this and start thinking about everybody else. Come on, amen. But maybe even right now, start focusing in on what does God want to speak to you? How can, can this, this relate to you? I, I once had a, a person share uh, this question. He would always say, hey, how's your soul? How's your soul? And it's a good question to just try to reflect on how, how is your soul? Is your soul tired? Is your soul encouraged? Is your soul restful? But I want to flip that question and I want to change the letters in real quick. I want to ask this question. How, how's your soil? The title of my message today How's your soil? Come on, somebody say it with me. Say, how's your soil? How's soil? Put it in the chat. How, how's your soil? This is the parable of the sower and the soil. Uh, one of the reasons why I titled this sermon that is because you could focus on a lot of different things in this parable. You could focus on the sower. You could focus on the seed. You could focus on uh, the soil, and we're going to spend some time in, on all of those in this one sermon. Maybe we'll do a part two. Uh, but in this parable, what I think really matters deeply is the condition of the soil. Because you could have a sower who has a perfectly shaped seed, who plants the seed and it makes it there. And if the soil's not right, it don't matter. So today, I want to ask this question. More importantly, how's the soil? How's the condition of your heart? Do you have a posture that's ready to receive? Do you have a, a soil that says, you know what? I want to grow. I want to get better. I want to take a step. I don't want to stay the same. I want to get better. That type of soil, God speak to me. If you came in here looking to just check a religious box or to appease somebody else who just wanted you to go to church, I can't guarantee you that the seed is going to ever really take root and grow. But if today you have a soil in, in your heart, in your heart, and you're saying, hey, Lord, plant a seed in me that grows bigger than anything else I could do on my own. God's going to do that. This parable is speaking to, to that. Amen? Amen? All right, I want to give you four takeaways that, that caught my attention as I look at the, this parable, the seed, the sower, and the soil. Uh, number one, again, I'm, I'm putting the ball back in our court, okay? I'm making it practical for us, bottom shelf. Number one, we should all be sowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. This side of the room is more confident than this side. Listen, we should all be sowing. And I'm learning more about, I'm not a farmer by trade. I'm more of like a basketball player in the city, all right? Uh, but I'm learning uh, more about farming, agriculture, and planting. In fact, I went to like the Star Nursery and grabbed a bunch of packs of seeds. Come on. I got my seeds up here. I got some green beans. I got some watermelon. I got some zinnia flowers. Is that how you say it? I got some carrots. What else we got here? I got some cucumbers. Come on. What, let's plant something. Amen. Um, I got some carrot seeds. So, you know, when it comes to these little seeds, we should all be sowing. 
and what I, what I love about the illustration of the sower here is he's really, or she, is really a bad sower. <laughs> like commentators, when they talk about this parable of the sower, they're intentional to say, this farmer is not good. <laughs> because sowers of seed are intentional with where they sow it. This sower is not intentional at all. Like, here's my, here's, here's my reality statement that I wrote down. Uh, the sower is not prejudice. Let the seeds fly, amen? amen? Like, the sower is not, like, here's a bunch of carrot seeds. The sower's like, hey, let's put some over here. These little seeds are small. Those cucumber seeds are big, right? Some over here. Let's throw some seeds along the path. Let's throw some seeds behind us, right? This sower, let's look at it. Matthew chapter 13, verses three and up, right? It says, and he told them many things about parables. A sower went out to sow and he sowed. Some seeds fell along the path. That's not good sowing. But notice the sower is not really worried about where the seeds land. Neither should you be. We should all be sowing. We should all be intentional this week to sow something. I'm talking about a word. I'm talking about your testimony. I'm talking about faith. You know, one thing that I've made over the past few years is wristbands. We, we got wristbands all over in our merch area. They're all free. Just grab a bunch and say, God, use me to give one away. Or maybe you might read the word. Maybe you today, you read Proverbs 16. Why? Because it's the 16th. And what if just one of those Proverbs speak to you and then you text your five closest people and say, hey, this is what God spoke to me today. That's a seed, amen? Maybe you might want to put it on your social media and be like, this is what, that's a seed. Grab a few of these invite cards and have them in your pockets. You know why? Because they're seeds. You know, I've had the honor, um, just this past week was um, able to speak at an FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes Sports Camp in the Sacramento area. And uh, myself and my buddy Miles, uh, we hopped on the plane, and we didn't quite know what the plan is. In fact, we got on the plane, and Miles said, what's the plan? And I said, I'm not sure yet, but we got seeds. Come on, amen? Yes. And we're here, and we're, we're in the car. We're, we're sowing seeds. We get there on the campus, never been on the campus, sowing seeds, giving out encouragement, giving out words, sharing scripture, sharing testimonies. Don't be selfish with your seeds, amen? amen. Yeah. Sow them. Yeah. Listen, if they just stay in the pack, they'll never grow. Here's what I've realized. When it comes to sowing seeds, seeds were never meant to just be a seed. Let that, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let that hit you in the back real quick. Listen, seeds were never just meant to stay, stay a seed. But write this down, take a screenshot. It's a reality statement I'll put up on the screen. Grab some of these seeds in my hand. Look, God's kingdom agenda for your life is that you grow into something bigger and better than you are today. Amen? Amen. God's kingdom agenda. Remember, Jesus has given parables about the kingdom of God. He says, what's the kingdom of God like? Oh, it's like this seed. When this seed gets planted, some on this path, some on this soil, some on the rocks, some on the thorns, Jesus says, you're like a seed. And, And the kingdom agenda for this seed was never to stay a seed. It was to become a carrot. The kingdom agenda for your life was never just to be you, but to the kingdom you, the, the, the sower you, 
the best version of you. Some of you, Jesus says in this parable, some of y'all got 30-fold fruit. Some of y'all got 60-fold fruit. Some of you got 100-fold fruit, and you're still in the package. Get out of the package and start working the seeds that are in you and start sowing the seeds that are in you. I want to encourage you to be a sower. Your assignment this week, sow something. Text something. Tell, sow some seeds into your kids, parents. Talk to them about some... Are you a professional complainer or a professional sower? Come on. Don't just, don't just sow negativity. Sow the kingdom. Sow a seed of the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Come on, we got good news. We should all be sowing. It could be a wristband. You know, you might want to pick up a, a, a shirt. You could be a walking sower. Just through your, through your shirt, through, through your lifestyle, we should be sowing. Invite somebody to uh, be a part of the kingdom that God has in your life. Amen? Amen? Start at home. Start with your spouse. Start with your kids in your singleness. Get around some people. Get around a group. Start sowing. Amen? We should all be sowing. But let me give you the point number two. We should all be watering. Here's what I found. I'm going to give you some, some parable math. If we're all sowing and we're all watering, then we're all growing. Come on, amen? If, you, if you're sowing seeds and, and you're watering seeds and you're being watered back, oh, fam, that's how you grow. Come on, I'm praise God this isn't a dry church. This is a church that is far from perfect. We just know the perfect one who's perfecting us day by day as we walk out the kingdom. And listen, we're, we're a bunch of seeds that are on we're on a journey growing and we're helping each other. We're watering each other. We're filling each other. We're stirring each other up and God wants to grow you. And he also wants you to water, be it, be a waterer. Look at this verse in first Corinthians chapter three, verse five says, what then is Apollos? What is Paul servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each? Why does, why does he say that? Here's why. He's, he's implying that in the Corinthian church, some of the church members were starting to get a little bit weird about who was preaching or who was leading the worship. Or I like, I like when Apollos talks because he has an eloquent speech. And then other people are like, oh, I like the apostle Paul because he's got a powerful testimony, but he just gets right to it, right? And other people are like, oh, I don't really like either one of those guys, right? And, and Paul says, look, what is Apollos? What is Paul? We're just servants, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Amen? Amen? It's God himself who brings the increase, the growth in our lives. But here's what I've realized, Walk Church. Listen to me. Lean in for a second. We need to give God things to grow. If you're not sowing and you're not watering, God's looking for something to bless. God's looking. If you're praying for somebody and you're like, man, God, I just pray you would grow that person. Are you sowing into them? Give God something to grow. God, I really pray. I like this person over there. I don't really know him. I just pray you would grow him. And God's like, I'll grow what you sow. Why don't you go water what's been planted and God brings the growth. So neither he who plants or he who waters is really is anything. Like, don't think, think too highly of yourself, farmer, right? Be a sower, be a water, but it's God who gives the growth. He's the all-star. 
He's the main part of the story. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. Isn't that a good reminder? Come on, right? Like what God orders, he'll pay for. God's will, God's bill. Come on, right? Like God is a good father. He says, if he starts seeing you sow, he's going to load your seed bag up. If he starts seeing you sow, if he starts seeing you give, if he starts seeing you share, God's going to give you more to share. If you start watering, notice that your cup starts getting more full. You got more to water. Let me give you a kingdom principle. It's going to be a bit challenging. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Let me talk to the three people. Y'all are ready. Everybody else is honest. Okay. Um, If you feel like you're in a season of dryness and you're like, God, I just feel dry. I just feel stale. I just feel like I feel like I'm kind of in the wilderness, in the desert. Here's my question to you. Are you watering? Now, that might sound backwards because you might say, am I, am I sowing and watering? I don't got nothing to sow or water. I'm already in a dry season. No, the kingdom principle is that if you water, you yourself will be watered. That's, but it takes faith, amen? amen? Look at this proverb, Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 in 25, I was talking to my friend, Pastor Joshua, about this. Verse says, one gives freely. Look at that. One gives freely. That's a good verse. Yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. If you sense God moving you to water, go for it. It's going to take faith to trust that he'll supply it. Just go for it. Verse 25, whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. We're all called to be sowers. Get your seed bucket out and start sowing seeds. Don't even worry about where they land. Don't even worry about where they land. If you're like, man, oh, I really want to talk to this person. I just want to get my my hair right. I want to get my words right. I want to get my outfit right. No, this sower right here is terrible. So I don't care. Seeds, seeds, seeds. That's why I gave that example. We didn't know who was in the room in Sacramento, it was just seeds. Somebody else is going to water them. We trust God for the increase. Like I, I had the honor of giving a chapel message to uh, a lot of the, the WNBA um, all-stars this weekend and just helping be a part of that group. And um, they're like, hey, you're going to be at this room at the Wynn Hotel. Hadn't been to this specific place before. We just got to follow the Lord's leading with seeds. And next thing you know, divine appointments here, there, invites here, wristbands here, t-shirts here, connections here. Here's a word. I got a word for you. Here's a seed. God will water it. Trust him to water. Amen. But, we're, but what we trust him, amen? Some are planting. Some are watering. God's bringing the increase. I, I just want to encourage you to have a high view of God that he's going to bless your sowing and your watering. Let me give you another parable, just a brief one, because we only can do so many at once. There's another parable about seeds in Mark chapter 4. Listen to this one. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Again, just throwing seed everywhere. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. That's the parable. He goes on to share some more uh, 
germination language about seeds and stuff like that. Go read it for homework if you want. But this right here is really intriguing to me. This parable implies that it's really not the sower or the water who does the main work. So listen, friends, as we talk about sowing, do your best. Share it by faith. Tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody your story. Invite somebody to coffee. Water somebody at the coffee shop. Water somebody through the phone. Water somebody on social media and then go to sleep. And the next day, do it again. Amen? Amen. Because guess what? The, the growth really is not in your hands. So whether a person gets it or not, or grows or not, or takes that next step or not, you can go to sleep in peace. It's not your job to grow them. You're not God. Amen? amen. Come on, give me an amen. amen. But God is. Yes. And so today, he, you can trust him with your sowing. Trust him with your watering. But we're all called to sow. And we're all called to, to water. Start, start with your family. Start with your friendship group. Start with our church. Amen. And say, God, use me this week to be on mission. Whatever seeds you've given me, I want to sow them. The third point that we see in this message that I think could be helpful, although it may be challenging all right, I'm giving you that alert up front. A loving challenge, all right, is that we should all be examining. We should all be examining. What do I mean by that? Um, yes, so, water. Um, and at the same time, examine yourself to see where you're at in this parable. Again, I think we're so good at examining others, amen? Come on, aren't we, aren't we so tempted to just say, oh yeah, I can tell you all about their seed, and where they're at. Oh, I know some people like that. But where are you at in the story? What seed are you out of these four moments? Come on, look back at we in verse 18. Here's the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away as it has been sown in his heart. That's important right there, the heart. This, this is the soil. The heart is the soil. But right here it says that the word of God gets snatched away right as it's sown and it never gets a chance to really grow. You know what these people are in my understanding of this parable? It's, it's the never really understand people. And if I'm, if I'm talking about you, I, it's because I want you to grow. You, God's kingdom agenda was never for you to just stay, I don't understand. Come on, right? Like, I, I, I know, met some people, I'm not thinking about anybody specifically right now, but just, I know over the course of the past eight years of planting this church, there's been so many individuals that have said, you know what, I, I don't read the word of God because I don't really understand. It's got a bunch of numbers and, you know, like a bunch of like names that are weird and like, I don't know, I don't really understand. And I try to sit through the message, but I don't understand. And I try to like, you know, and I don't, and I'm like, yo, it's time for you to start to understand. <laughs> Like, sometimes I'll talk to people. It's like Hayden having a little vent session at church right now. And they'll be like, yo, Pastor Hayden, it's connecting. It's wor- I'm getting it. I've, I've, been, I've been going to church for 30 years, and now it's starting to make sense. And on one hand, my first hand, I'm like, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on my other hand, I'm like, what church were you going to? Like, 30 years? Like, what? that's a lot of Sundays. That's a lot of small groups. 
Don't be that person that's like, oh yeah, like I just go to church so that they can do the work for me. Like they read the Bible for me. Like they sing the songs for me. I don't really understand. No, start understanding. Get in a group. Open up the Bible. Ask for the Lord's help. Ask for the Lord's wisdom. Don't just examine yourself. If that's you and you're thinking somebody else is going to live your Christian life for you, you're wrong. You got to take responsibility for your own walk. Nobody can follow Jesus for you. Oh, can I say that again? Nobody can follow Jesus for you. Nobody can take your step of obedience for you. If you want to grow as you examine your life in light of this parable, see, am I the person that just never really understands? Don't, don't be content with that. Don't like tell the devil, stop stealing the seeds. I'm about to really lock in on this time. I'm going to block you from stealing. Like, Maybe you're the, and if you're like, man, I never really understand. It's because the devil be kind of swiping. He doesn't want you to understand. So don't stay there. Be intentional. Look at the next point. He says, as for what was sown on rocky ground, maybe you're the individual on the rocky ground. This is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Oh man, church was good. Man, that thing was dope. Man, the word, the seed, the sower, the seeds were flying praise God. That thing was amazing. It was awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to go buy a, buy a Bible. I'm going to get a leather calfskin one with my name imprinted in gold. I'm going to buy, you know, you know, like a commentary and a concordance and I'm going to subscribe to the YouTube channel and you know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and read Proverbs 17 and I'm just excited. Yet, He has no root in himself. And here's what exposes that. There's this endurance for a moment. But when the tribulation or the persecution arises on account of the word, because the word, the word works. The word is living and active. The word will start to activate. And then the word will start to convict, not condemn, because condemnation is handled at the cross. Jesus Christ paid for all of our sins, past, present, and future. Our salvation is not based on our good deeds. Our our salvation is based on his good deeds, right? Amen. So we lean on Christ. And as Christ lives his life in and through us, he starts to work. But then when the tribulation, the trials, the persecution starts to rise up on account of what God's doing, immediately fall away. And you never see that person again. And I've seen that person a lot. And I don't want that to be you. Examine yourself and say, is that me? Whenever, any, whenever it gets tough, I run away. Whenever there's controversy, I run away. Whenever, whenever there's conflict, I fall. Whenever, any, whenever anybody says something that's persecution-like, you fall away. Whenever you run into a tribulation, a trial, a hardship, you fall away. This could be the year where you don't fall away, you lean in. Don't run from the tension. Come on, run into the tension with Jesus at your side. Amen. I'm sorry. With Jesus leading you. Come on, Jesus doesn't avoid the cross. He walks up Golgotha to the cross. And he says, listen, uh, if, he says, if there's another way, Father, show it to me. And God says, there's no other way. 
you got to run into the tension. And Jesus says, I lay my life down. Jesus knows. Jesus would refer to himself metaphorically as a seed. Did you know that? All right, let, me, let me show you a verse. We'll put it up here on the screen. I was just looking at this verse earlier, uh, moved by it. John chapter 12, verses 23 through 26. Listen, listen to this. Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, that could be parable-like. They're like, what does that mean? Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it, come on, it, it's in the pack. But this right here does not look like the carrots. It ain't there yet, right? Jesus says, look, no, you got to run into the tension. You got to be planted. It's even going to be a dying process. But once it does, it bears much fruit. He goes on to say, whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the father will honor him. Amen. The father will provide the growth. The father will provide what you need. He knows, but it's a dying process, isn't it? It's a dying process of saying, Lord, use me, and it may even be uncomfortable. Jesus models this by living. You came from heaven to earth to show the way, amen? To the cross, my debt you paid. And so we, we look at that and we say, okay, Jesus, I see you're calling me to this process. What I want to encourage you with in Matthew 13 is, is don't quit before you see your full potential. Like in this carrot seed package, or this watermelon seed package. The watermelon doesn't just get to that full watermelon overnight, right? Don't uproot it before it's ready. Don't fall away. Persecution and trials will come. Everybody say will. will. No, go back with me one verse. Can you go back with me one, one slide? Because I want to highlight this word. Everybody say this word with me. When. And when. And when the tribulation or persecution. It's going to happen, y'all. If you really try to live the life of a Christian, especially in this culture, persecution's around the corner. There's going to be some challenge. Lean into it. Be like, this is my season to grow. Don't, don't fall away. As for what was sown among the thorns, the thorny ground. Well, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word. The, the world is in competition with the seed God is sowing chokes out the word and it proves unfruitful. Don't allow the deceitfulness of this world. Come on, it, it, it won't last, amen? Like the riches of this world won't, it won't be there to save you. It won't. Like maybe you've heard that, that kind of humorous phrase before, but it's deep at the same time. You've never seen a hearse carrying a U-Haul? Can't take it with you? Don't put your trust in the things of this world. Put your trust in him. He's the king of the kingdom. So when things try to scorch out and crush and, and co compete with the, with, the, with, the sow, with the sowing, the water, the seed, don't let it happen. Examine yourself. Is that you? Are you more concerned about your bills than honoring the Lord with your tithing? Because what I've found is when I honor him first, he takes care of the rest. 
I don't say that because somebody paid me to say that. I say that because I'm a satisfied disciple who's seen God come through too many times to not be. God has blown my mind with generosity that I can't afford not to trust him. And I don't think you can either. If you've tasted and seen, if you got ears to hear. And it doesn't just have to be in the context of like giving or tithing. I'm not talking about that alone. I'm just talking about trusting him. It could be tomorrow you have a five minute window. Are you going to give it to the word? Or are you going to give it to the world? Jesus wants that five minute window. Or he wants you to wake up earlier. Come on, right? He wants you to trust him. Finally, last and final point, worship team, please help me close this message. I got too much in me right now. I got to land the plane. We should all be sowing. We should all be watering. We should all be examining. Where am I at? Lastly, uh, we should all be growing. Maybe you caught that. The last seed, the last seed, right? Jesus talks about the seed that was thrown along the path. The, the devil snatches it. And I don't know. You never grow. And then there's the person who says, oh, I love the word. But then the persecution came and I fell away. And then there's the person who said, oh, yeah, I love the word. I'm just so busy with sports. This is a battle. I think bring the word into sports. Say bring the word into the bank. I say bring your kingdom lifestyle into the marketplace. Amen. It doesn't even have to be an either or. I don't even think Jesus sees the secular lines that we paint. I don't think he sees them. The kingdom of, like, Jesus, the, the, the religious people are like, Jesus, why are you going there? Why are you going there? Jesus, it's all mine. I go anywhere I want to go. Why are you going to Samaria? I, I, I created Samaria. Why, why are you going into the, the temple? I, I built that temple. It's actually mine. I, I, all of it's his. He's the king. So let's not be so quick to, like, call some things like Jesus is going into every space and he wants to use us to do it look at this last point we should all be growing why do I say that because Jesus says that last seed on good soil is growing here it goes look as for what was sown on good soil that's what we're looking for this is the one who hears the word understands it doesn't have it all figured out but okay i understand i need i need this he indeed bears fruit yields in one case a hundredfold what if today you said lord make me a hundredfold believe it you know what he'll probably say is you ain't ready for a hundredfold yet but maybe you can start at 30 i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you some i'm gonna give you 30 minas watch what you do with it i'm gonna i'm gonna give you I'm going to give you two talents. Let's see if you can make it four. Come on. Right? Like, like we started Bible studies at this church. It's like seven or eight people. But you can see 700 if you want. What do you, like, come on, God, you can do it. I'm going to treat this small seed as if one day it'll be a big seed. And it's going to start today. Amen? Right? 30, 60, 100 fold. In other words, grow, 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 grow. Don't stop growing. Tell the person next to you, say, don't stop growing. Don't stop growing. Don't stop growing. Come on, do it, do it. Get uncomfortable, do it. I know it. I know it's making you feel weird. Just do it. Don't stop growing. We're growing together, amen? 
And Jesus is the one who brings the growth. Let's pray. Father, thank you for thank you for being the good farmer. Thank you for being the grower. Thank you for inviting us to sow. Thank you for inviting us to water. Show us what that looks like. Show us what we need to do, God. And if there's somebody here right now that doesn't know Jesus, I invite you to get to know him right now. Just right now, you can say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to to know you. Just tell him, say, I turn away from my sins and I turn to you today. I need you. I love you. I want you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your power. Grow this seed in me. Come on, just open your hands. If you want, even lift your hands if you want. You don't have to. But just if you want, just say, Lord, use me. Grow me. I trust you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.